We are downtown. We are historic. We are family. We are scriptural. We are First Baptist Church.
All right, let's get to our text for today. We are in Colossians chapter 1. Be on your listening sheet, also be on the screens beside you. Colossians chapter 1, 15 through 19. This has been a beautiful description of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And in fact, as we read through this text, I want you to take special note. One of the things that we're going to do in the sermon is we're going to note all the places where it says, He is blank. And everywhere it says, He is something on there. We're going to talk about it in the sermon. So before we do that, let's read this together. Let's all stand and read Colossians 1, 15 through 19 together. This then is the text for today. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head body of the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. May God bless the reading of his word. We'll bring back up that picture of the Nintendo NES uh, pad there. All right, do you, do you recognize this? Do you recognize what's on top of the screen? It's cut off just a little bit. Do you recognize what's on the top above the controller? Yes, that is a cheat code that's up at the top there. Video games used to have cheat codes. I don't know if they still do today, um, but, they, but they, they certainly used to. So some of, some of us know these cheat codes. Right? At one screen or another, you could put in a code to cheat at the game, as it were. The creators of the games would hide these cheat codes in the game for the fun of it. And these cheat codes were all a part of the experience when I was growing up. Now, the most famous of these cheat codes is probably this one here that's on the screen. This is the, the Contra cheat code. And on the controller, you would hit up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, BA. And that was the cheat code. And then you would hit start, and the game would start. And in Contra, that meant you would start the game then, not with one life or three lives, but you would start the game with 30 lives, 30 chances at something that surely you could finish the game that you could win if you had 30 chances to get it right. Now, those were the codes that helped you. Some of the codes didn't even help you. They just enhanced the experience, like, like particular codes in Mortal Kombat. There's a fighting game. And if you hit A, B, A, C, A, B, B, then the fight would just have more blood, right? You just more blood would fly out of your opponent. Now, maybe the peak cheat code was, was in the video game Doom, came out in 1993, that if you typed in Doom, uh, into Doom, I, D, D, Q, D, which was a nod to the creators, it was ID software, so it was part of their name. If you, if you were able to type that in, you went into what was called God mode. And in the game, you went into God mode, your eyes turned yellow, and you had this whole thing, and no one could hurt you. You were invincible when you were in God mode. Now, early this week, I wish I had God mode, because I walked into the corner of a piece of furniture and split my shin open. 
And it was like someone used the blood coat on me, right? There's <laughs> dripping down. I, I wished I had some kind of cheat code in this life to get me through those kinds of painful experiences, if not other ones. Because we go through life in this way. We want these kinds of cheat codes for life. It's easy just to skip ahead in the game, right? It's, it's, it's so much more enjoyable. It's, it's easier for us to make it through if we know we have 30 chances at something. If you have 30 chances at life, you're going to be able to make it through. And so this is, this is what we long for. And often this is the way we, we picture our God as some kind of cheat code that makes it able that, that we can just skip through the crucible of development. We want to skip ahead to, to the next grade or skip ahead to the next promotion or skip ahead to the next thing so that we don't necessarily have to learn and go through what we need to learn and go through today. We want to skip ahead to the success of tomorrow. Now, I want us to be careful here. Because God doesn't give us a cheat code to work our way through the pains of this life. But there is a way to overwhelmingly conquer this life. And this is where, where Scripture helps us in a number of places, including our text in Colossians today. Scripture helps us. But it's not nearly as easy as putting some cheat code to skip the trial of the hour. You see, there's no cheat code to life, but, but there is all sufficient help. There's no codes, but life becomes a two-player game. One that you complete with the creator. You don't, you don't have to walk through this life alone. And the things that we wrestle with and the pains of our heart are not meant to be uh, carried by ourselves and carried on our own. But our Lord is with us. That you have access to the very real and present help by Jesus Christ, the image of God. First one in our text that Jesus Christ, he is the image of God who came down to be with us and walk through life and indeed the pains of life with us. He is the image of God. You see, this is one of the very best things that God did for us. He, he came down and showed himself to us. He gave us the image of himself in Jesus Christ. We didn't know what God looked like before. God was this invisible entity separated from us. He's, he's a complex being to the point that it's, it's, he's completely indescribable by human language. But God gave us his image, came down in the perfect form, the person of Jesus Christ. When we want to know what God thinks about this or we want to know how God would respond to any situation on this earth, even suffering... All we must do is look through the Gospels, the account of the image of God on this earth. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John tell us how God would respond to our human situations. Tell us what God did when he was faced with the very same trials that we are faced with. You know, amazingly, God himself, Jesus Christ, when he came down to this earth, he didn't want to skip ahead. He didn't go to avoid the suffering and the pains of brokenness on this world. Instead, he, he, he showed us how to face adversity by going through adversity on our behalf. And on top of that, 
on top of walking through the pain of this world, for our sake, we have a God who distinctly knows what suffering tastes like. You see, when it, when it came to the point of trial on this earth, God didn't call down legions of angels in some kind of God mode. But he faced it with noble resolve that could only come from heaven. This is the image of the invisible God. Jesus wasn't going to put in a cheat code, but walk through life as obediently unto the Lord as he possibly could. And this very same one who, who knows what suffering tastes like, who faced death and evil and stood up to it and, and was proven victorious, this, this very one now walks with us. You are not alone, but you walk with one who has already seen more and endured more than you will ever face. You, you don't even need a cheat code because you have the creator. The creator is walking with you. You see, God, God made visible the person of Jesus Christ as the image of God. And that's helpful for us. But, but greater still is that Jesus is the creator of our lives. He's the creator of the space that we live in. Our scripture day in, in two places where it says he is says Jesus Christ is both the beginning and the before. Jesus is the beginning of all things and he was before all things. And what these mean, and that, that, that language of firstborn fits into this as well. What this means is that Jesus Christ is the source of all life. He, he is the, the source of all meaning on this earth. And, and you see this work through the scripture. This means that everything on this earth Everything that we see and know, everything that we do and everything that we have were created not for us and not for our ways and not for our tomorrow, but everything on this earth and even everything that we hold in our hands were created through him and for him. Even our families that we, we just dedicated one to the Lord and we hold up our children before him, they're not our own, but they are for our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You see, this means anything that we think of, good or bad, past or present, physical or spiritual, any place that you've ever been, everything that you've ever seen are created by and for Jesus Christ. Even all of those places that seem absolutely godless, the shadowy parts of this world are by and for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He can peer into the shadows with the grace and hope of God. Those same shadows that many of us run from, many of us think to be unredeemable, the love and grace of God flows there abundantly. See, Jesus, he knows every inch of this world. There's nothing hidden from him. Every inch of our lives, even, even to, the, to the thought processes of our minds, Jesus knows it all intimately. You see, this, maybe this is the way that we need to think of it. If there was any cheat code for life, Jesus is this code. The, the only code would be the creator and walking through this life with the creator. 
You, you walk through this life with the creator of it all. He can show you every pothole and every villain. He's already considered the, the intricacies that you will never see. As you walk with the creator, one of the great values here for those of us who, who, who have repented and believe in the person of Jesus Christ is that he helps us sidestep years of trouble. A lot of things that we have to start and restart, things that we would need 30 lives for, Jesus comes in, takes us by the hand, and helps us sidestep the years of trouble we would get into on our own. You see, so many of us live our lives like we think we can make it through without Jesus Christ. In our pride, we think that we can just finish this on our own without the Creator. This is not a video game. You, you don't get 24 extra chances at it to get it right. You get one. We have one life to live for this creator. We have one life to live, and we need to make the most of it for the sake of the gospel, for the kingdom of God. See, we, we have to make the most of, of what it means to walk with Jesus Christ. As he blesses us with, with one more Sunday together, we need to make the most of it for him. And Lord willing, we have a Monday and a new week. We need to make the most of it for him and with him. You see, th this is all about walking with him through this life. He's here in a personal way where we can experience him together and you can experience him in your day-to-day -day life. This is who our creator Jesus Christ is. When the scripture tells us that Jesus is the beginning, there's a greater purpose here than Jesus just hitting play on the world. He didn't just take the earth and spin it and let it go off on its own in the universe. See, as this text unfolds, you see that, that Jesus Christ is the one that's still holding all of this together. This world is not self-sufficient. We buy into this lie that we can be self-sufficient, that we can pull ourselves up by our bootstraps and we can do this on our own. And we buy the same lie about the world, that this world is just sort of set in motion and is held together by its own self. And that couldn't be further from the truth. Jesus Christ is still the one holding it all together. This world cannot endure without him. You see, w w without Jesus Christ, this, this world just spins off its axis into non-existence, splinters into death. You see, we have life today only because Jesus Christ himself has ordained it. We are not self-sufficient, nor is this world self-sufficient. It is our Lord that holds it in tight and close and keeps it all together. Any order or reason that we see is at the hand of Jesus Christ. When it becomes distorted and out of order, it's because we move away from him. The creator who intends to walk alongside of us through all of it. Now, thirdly, you see as you move down through this text, there's another he is for Jesus here, that, that he is the head. He's the head of this church. He's the head of the church, and he is the head of this world. He's the head of all of it. 
You see, there, there's, there's not a, a political system or a set of ideals. There's nothing that we can come up with on our own that is going to govern this world. It is only Jesus Christ. And particularly when it comes down into our own lives, we do our best to thwart his lordship with all these other man-made options and all these other ways that, that we come up with on our, on our own. But those attempts at life without Jesus will always result in catastrophic failure. Whenever we try to step out and do something on our own, it all begins to fall apart. Right? The, the further you may move away from Jesus, the more chaotic life becomes. And in fact, if our lives at this moment feel like they're spiraling out of control, it's probably because we haven't drawn in near to our Lord lately. There's probably a 99% chance that that is the case. That if you would instead draw in near to the Lord, order and righteousness comes in. It begins to come back into place exactly where it needs to be. You know, Jesus is the supreme Lord over our lives. And he's the supreme Lord over every life that walks on the face of this earth whether we acknowledge it or not. You know, that's difficult for us because I, I've wondered all this week, as I was studying this week, you know, I, I wonder as you, you read through the, the Gospels, you see, even, even the demons obey Jesus Christ. J Jesus speaks and the demons obey, obey him. Same thing with the, with the natural order of the world, the wind and the waves obey him when he speaks. And if, if that's true, why, why don't we fall into submission today? Why don't we submit to the word of Jesus Christ? Why is it possible for us to run away like Jonah? Or why is it possible for us to scream at the top of our lungs that God doesn't exist? Why is there so much chaos if Jesus is holding it all together? Now, there are all kinds of answers to these questions. But the most helpful for me this week, as I was thinking through that, was a combination of two great scholars. One was David E. Garland, and the other is N.T. Wright. And basically, you, you kind of put these two together. They both basically said that the puzzle on this side of eternity is completely caused by our sin. That we live in a time that the cross is, is bringing sin, the sin of man, the sin of our hearts, the sin of our minds. That, that the cross is bringing all of that under complete dominion. Not that it hasn't already, it has. But the crucifixion proves overwhelmingly powerful every day conquering our sin. And every day we see this the looming Christ come and redeem us out of the sin and pain of this world. And God is giving another opportunity for us to see that hope and know that grace. God is patiently waiting on us to embrace the work of the cross, giving us another day to draw in near to him. Which means that until Jesus Christ comes back again, we have a choice. And we can fight Jesus or we can walk with him through this life. You can see Jesus Christ as an opponent on the other side of the screen. Or you can see him as the one who walks hand in hand with you through this life. See, but so many of us still choose to walk alone. 
And when we walk alone, it raises the difficulty level to impossible. See, instead, may we choose to walk alongside the creator that allows us to overwhelmingly conquer this life. One of my favorite passages is Romans 8. In fact, I think Danny quoted it not long ago. And I want to read for you Romans 8, 35 through 39. And this is what we have in store for us. This is what we have in front of us. Romans 8, 35 through 39. Who will separate us from the love of Christ? Will tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? Just as it is written, for your sake we are being put to death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. But in all of these things, we overwhelmingly conquer through him who loved us. For I'm convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Do you understand that nothing can separate us? Except when we choose to walk away from the Lord. When we choose sin over Christ. Sin is the the one thing that separates us. And God has offered us a way through repentance and redemption. To be made right with him. For the sin to be forgiven. So that we can be made whole and complete with our Lord again. See, when we draw in near to him. He comes in near to us. And with Jesus Christ on your side, you will overwhelmingly conquer this life. It's the only way. This is the only way to overwhelmingly conquer this life. It's the only way that life doesn't end in distress and pain and suffering unto death. The only way we overwhelmingly conquer is through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Without him. The difficulty level rises to incomprehensible heights. With him, we overwhelmingly conquer. Which way do you want to live your life this week? Which way do you want to live the rest of your life? With the creator or without? At odds with the creator or walking hand in hand with him? Let's pray together. Lord, we thank you for this time together. We pray that as we come to this text in Colossians 1, that you would speak directly into our hearts. Lord, that your word would be alive and active. Lord, helping us to see and know your presence. So, Lord, we pray that you would come. Soften our hearts and make us whole. As only you can, Father. It's in the name of Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. We're going to have our, our time of response now. We'd like everybody in here to respond to God in some way this morning. Maybe you need to just sit where you are and pray. You can sit where you are. You can journal. Maybe we need to come forward and pray. We'll be up here at the front if you want us to, to pray with you. We're more than happy to do it. This is the time to be, be a part of this church. Have your church family pray for you. Pray that you would come forward and do those kinds of things. This is time we sing together and we lift up the name of the Lord in praise.
But every one of us, we're going we're gonna to respond to God in one way or, or, or not this morning. So if you need to remain seated, please do. The rest of us, let's stand and respond to our Lord.
First Baptist Church has been broadcasting its services of new life and historic faith for 46 years. We would like to ask that you continue to pray with us for this ministry and also for your financial support so that we can continue this ministry for years to come. Thank you.